The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Is it on? There's the thumbs up. You know, you might want to clean the window properly I was so gonna I can say, see you it. Saw you feel me? You feel me? I mean, you see it, right? Am no, I crazy? I see the shit. When I get I Juan Carlos, I'm going to be like, listen, motherfucker, we got a window here. Yeah. Guys, this is a comedy store podcast. You know how we do it kamikaze style. We don't even fucking introduce people, but I will today because we have the great Ryan Sickla. Thank you. Thank you for having By me. By the way. Wore this for you. We talking about practice? Wore that for you. We're going to talk about practice. Practice. <laughs> practice. So we were in Miami. I was opening for Dice. And we do those little videos, you know. I love them. I love them. I watch so every much one fun, of yours. Yeah. Right? So we're in this re- a really nice five-star restaurant, whatever the stars are. I don't know. The highest one. And they stayed open, waited for our show to end. So it was just me and him in this restaurant. And we start arguing about something. For real or on the on a for video? For real. Okay. So he starts videoing it. So if Because usually it's like it'll just start happening. And then he's like. Uh-huh, you know, so the the waiter came over and he got the waiter involved and he's like, I don't know why she won't. Oh, that's what it was, because he wanted me to. He goes, she won't help me practice going on a date with a girl because he was about to have a date with this girl and he wanted to practice. And I go, we're talking about practice. <laughs> we're going to talk about practice. And I kept saying of course, it. You and the waiter's dying. And Andrew's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he had no idea. How's he missed that cultural moment? Well, he doesn't watch sports. Yeah. But if you meet, like, the Super Bowl, for instance, I go, hey, because uh, I have been watching games where he's like, they're going to intercept it and run it back. And I'm like, you don't even know what that means. And then they'll intercept it and run it back. And I'm like, fuck. And so I said, who, who's going to win the Super Bowl? He goes, I can't tell you. I'm like, what? He goes, I just know it's going to be by three. And it was fucking yeah, it bu- was. this piece of shit. He doesn't know who's in the game. <laughs> How it's played. He, yeah, he goes, yeah. oh, I had dinner with the Raiders. I go, the, the whole team? <laughs> yeah, the whole fucking team. <laughs> Are you going to be specific? Or And he goes, oh, wait, it wasn't them. And then his ex-wife, now ex-wife, but then wife, yells down, it was the Rams. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, so you're not. Are you an Iverson fan? A Sixers fan? I'm an Iverson fan. For okay, sure. same. Yeah, and I, I love yeah. the Sixers too, but I'm a huge Iverson. Yeah, fan. I'm Baltimore all day, but I loved Allen Iverson. I, I just, and I love that moment. Yeah, I love that fucking moment. What's the basketball county in Maryland that, that they say it's like the mecca? There's something in the water, like uh, well, there's a high school Kevin Durant. Dur- uh, Kevin Durant. Well, Kevin, where Durant played is in, oh, yeah, it's. They call it like the county, yeah, something yeah, county. Yeah, no, it's, oh, God, I'm going to I'm gonna lose my card for this. <laughs> but it's PG County, Prince that's George's it. County. Prince George, that's what I could but think of. But I can't name remember of. the fucking school now. But, yeah, and then there's high school Dunbar in Baltimore where, like, Muggsy Bogues and yes. Dominique Wilkins and guys played. You know, but it was funny because back then they would be like, how are you getting all these Good guys just from the same neighborhood, but one would live with an aunt. You know yeah. what I mean? They'd all get in there and then start tearing up. But they were known for – they would put their nuts on the table. They would go to Alaska and play. They were like, wow. we'll come play you wherever the fuck you want to be played. Yeah, because Len Bias 
was well, he was the University of Maryland. Okay, but he was drafted. But I heard yeah, he went he, to the Celtics, I mean, Celtics and of went course, home and then... that that night. Cocaine and yeah. dead. Like that was honest to God. I was ten or eleven. I'm on the way to the dentist with my dad, and that shit comes on the radio. And I remember as a kid, like I, a lot but of people. He didn't that, grow up there. In my head, I yeah, put he him was there. a Maryland kid. Okay, yeah, okay. but not. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he played at Dunbar though. I forget where he went to school, but okay. He but he played at Maryland and was just you know a hometown kid, legend, and then goes and does this. But he was our unfortunately our say no to drugs campaign like you see this guy who's built like a greek fucking god right and then all of a sudden it becomes like if it can happen to that look at him right if it can happen to that what your little tiny ass yeah what's gonna happen what to are you, you gonna do how you gonna hold and it and that was our fucking say wow. no to drugs that was the beginning of the crack cocaine all that shit coming out moving forward yeah we didn't scary. have one I'm just kidding. They were you like, say yes. Market. Yeah. Say yes. You go talk about practice? Anyway, um, but I can't tell you how excited I am. That's nice. Have you on the comedy set? No, because you know how long, how long have you been doing stand-up? Let's just start there. I mean, the first time I ever even tried it, I was 20. So Whoa. 1993, and I only did it for like three or four months. Okay. And then life happened. Like my dad sure. was already dead. My grandmother dies now. Now let's go to people. work. It was a lot of death, and then it was work, work, work until I was 27. Right. Or excuse me. Uh, wait, hold on. I moved here in 97, so I was 24 and started in 99. So it's 26. Okay. So I started performing. Other than like, I only went to one um, open mic, um, and it was at. A place in the valley that's no longer there anymore. Oh, I'm gonna, it'll come back to me too. I met Tripoli there. Oh, oh the best. And um, I and then him. I started doing bringer shows right after that. And how? Did and you then get came people here to come. How did you get bringers? Ago. Um, I always had a job. I worked oh, at, in, okay. as a PA in production. I always made people laugh and shit. And I'd be like, I'm a comic. If you guys ever want to come see a show, so like a couple would come. Yeah, you know? I guess yeah, but that's good. You could get four I could or five get three people. or four, but not all the time, you know, so you don't do all that shit. And then right. they're like, You gotta pay. I'm like, I'm not paying you for state. I'm never paying you for state. <laughs> I've done it. I mean, we lose enough doing these goddamn <laughs> shows. Now you want me to give you fucking money, you know? So uh LA Cabaret was the name of that oh, place yeah, in yeah, the valley. Yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. It was a nice club too yeah. in Encino. It was a really nice club. It had two rooms. Okay. Um, I just remember the name. I don't think I ever went. Yeah. Because I wasn't doing stand up. I but was... I would come here on sat- Sunday nights and do belly room shows and shit okay. like that for years. Was it with Adam yep, Barnhart? That's exactly who it was Yay. with. Yep. And and he would go up and fucking do like I don't know a cold forty five off the top. Not I'm not even kidding. Oh, I, you think I don't know not Adam? Even I've known kidding. Adam since '93, cause just up there. And then when I started doing stand up, I'm like, there. oh wow, up there. And then he would host and yes. do those forty five in between. In between. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I loved about Adam is like, it, say he went on after you. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, oh, you know that bit you do? And then he'd do it, expand it, and make it better. I'm like, you piece of shit. He would do this some nights, so he would go, you fuck. You oh. fuck, fuck. <laughs> you fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. And just say fuck for like three minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck yeah, is it? Fuck yeah. with that Texas accent. Oh, 
What is it? Yep. It's so fucking funny. So I was in here doing shows forever for a long time. Yeah, because I feel like I'm like, this guy needs to be in, and I don't know why he's here. Am I allowed to say here? what happened Please. to me? Please. Um, well, it was really nothing big. I mean, after a few years, I started doing, um, what's it? what was it called on Monday nights? Friends and... Friends and family. Yep. And you know, I like cons- we're a phone company. Right, yep. And I consistently came, and I believe it was seven p.m. start time i know the sun was up it was in the summer the sun was up there'd be three or four people in the room maybe yeah some foreigners that were here because they they're on a tour right they're not here for the comedy they don't even know what the fuck we're saying (laughs) um and i was just like this is where the celebrities come (laughs) and then brian comes up they're like yeah that's not (laughs) him no we don't know who that is (laughs) we're going back to ukraine (laughs) it was it was always eastern block it was always (laughs) eastern block okay it's so great. It's always bunch of check motherfuckers yeah, like, like, with that with that haircut from yeah. the guys like in the scorpions and shit. Do they have Groupons for like, you guys? On, like, man. are you here for the ghost tour? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, ah, just, all right. They have ghosts. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So I got caught up in the whole Tommy situation where he was well, like, "Hey, you're consistent, and I'm gonna start putting you on Mondays." And I was well, like, "Great." You got the right skin color. So then I started doing my Mondays, and he would record it and tell me he was gonna send it to Mitzi. And then a month would go by, <laughs> wow. and it wouldn't. Did you happen. give him weed? No. Never. And then again, wow, he would record, and it would go to Mitzi, and. Then he liked you, but I'm like, can you fucking? Why do you have to keep recording me? S- right. Send the tape. Back then, it was a tape. I could say that. Well, it wouldn't send be send it. Like, he would bring it to right, the house. Bring it to the tape. Why do you have to keep recording me? In his you defense, have the tape. I'll say this. He would go to the house, and she'd be like, oh, I don't want to watch that shit. Because she was, her health sure. was declining. So you kind of got screwed on it. And a little Tommy bit of that, and taken it over. also started happening with the whole Rogan Mencia battle, and then from the shit I heard. No, wait, I'm wrong about that. The um, you just said it, the right color. I then it oh, was, that's what it was. It was the um, the better bit. What was it? Better Business Bureau or <laughs> Fair? Oh, he should have been called. They should have <laughs> like, been called. It came down they on. I thought they been. did. I thought no. eventually they came down on him. No. no, no, it was just we would just check him ourselves. Yeah. And comics, I think Doc Willis went after him a couple times. Yeah, I know like, somebody did. Yeah. A lot of people did. It was just so like, I got caught up in a lot of that mess and everything. And then after three times recording me over the four whatever five months I did it, I was like, man, you're a fucking, you're a mess, dude. Yeah, you're a mess. And I just. And that was it, it was hard to take because yeah. and a lot anybody that like like Tommy was good to me. He was good to Rick. Like we always joke about that. He was that. never bad to me. Just it was. You know. Yeah, but he would bullshit people like he would say things like, well, I don't know if the building likes you. And you're like, wait, what? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, did you see my show? Like, I don't understand what you're saying. Does yeah. the building hug you? Hey, good job. You know, so it was like he would make these weird things up that he thought Mitzi would say to you Mm -hmm. and then he took them on as his own and started this power trip like Mitzi had passed comics and she was like these are my babies right and she was a little nutty butters god bless her 
she's probably here listening, but she knows. Like, she would have been an amazing wrestling coach, like the WWE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like her, like a female Lou Albano or some do. shit like that. I yeah. got an idea. <laughs> like, yeah. like Maj Gibrani, when he got past, she was like, you got to wear a turban. He's like, wait, what? I don't, yeah. I don't do that. You know what I mean? Like, she would always put you, she had these little theme shows, all the, it was kind of like wacky, her own little whack. Like, this, there was this guy, she was like, where the, she wanted to call him Jackie Banana, and she would make him wear a yellow jacket with a sequence banana. This is a fully grown man yeah. that's like, I really don't want to wear the jacket. But then he needed the stage time. So she'd see him on in the main room, and she'd be like, where's his jacket? <laughs> That's all she cared about, where the fucking jacket is. The guy's killing. Yeah, so I got caught up in a lot of that shit. Wait, who is this And then guy? Emily, thank goodness, Emily LaFord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and unfortunately, like, Adam's takeover, because when you said Rogan and Mencia, you meant, like, Rogan coming back? or Yeah. Oh, okay. That was the beginning of Tommy finally getting out and, and the changeover happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really where I was. And I, I mean, was he like, was also stealing from the place. Yeah, and so. then there was that, I was told to. <laughs> that's what he actually got caught on. Yeah, yes, yeah. That's because, what yeah. He, because they were... Um, Embezzling, yeah. I think they call it. I don't think from. they fire you for racism. Just in... <laughs> <laughs> No. Well, you take my money. <laughs> you can hate people, but don't you fucking touch my money. But well, he had been doing it for years, and like one night, and this is so silly, but um, but that is true. He really was stealing. Like we're not just saying. He some said shit. no. It's, that is facts. Like they have it on video. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they caught him. But here's the thing. Like I can't say he's the only one that ever did that here. Sure. Okay. So sure. It, yeah. it, again, this is all in his defense. Because this place was run by the inmates for years. Mm-hmm. Mitzi's health was declining. Everybody just assumed she was in charge, but she wasn't. The The inmates were running the asylum. Like, there's no, it was a chaos. It was pure chaos. We call it the dark years or the dead years. Yeah, yeah. Also, the, the greatest times <laughs> ever. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, because nobody was watching. We had this place to ourselves. It was insane. Yeah. So, if we had any business... The door guys had their own thing. The cover booth had their own thing. So it wasn't like coming out. And then he actually said, Mitzi told me I could take from here. And I was like, really? And he said it to Paulie. And then Paulie one time he goes, you know, I bet you my mom did say, <laughs> okay. Because she was wacky like that. Like a guy, a comic robbed her. Literally at gunpoint robbed really? her. Really? In the height of the 80s boom. Yeah. That's a lot of money she had on Yeah, her. I bet. And she knew who it was. And would, then they, would he wear a mask or something? He like wore a mask. Oh, he did. He did she try She knew to hide exactly it. who he was. And you know what? When they were like, you want to press charges? She goes, no, just give him some main room spots. Because he's hurting. That's how the fucking crazy bitch was. Do you That's, know who it was? Yes. I don't do that. Not on the internet. Uh, later. <laughs> uh, not online, you know. But she told me that story, and she was like, you know, they're hurt, and then that's how comics are. She had that. That was the beauty of Mitzi. She did have that love for the fucked up. The mentally ill. Of comedy. We're mental. We're something we wrong We are with mentally us. ill. Look, there's no, what we do is different. It's fun. It's unique. Um, it brings people joy. It brings us misery. But for real. <laughs> but. <laughs> to want to get up in front of rooms full of strangers, strangers every fucking night, week after week, 
there's something wrong with you. A hundred percent. And not just to speak to them. The the hardest thing. It's Open easy to, to get them to hate you. Open it's e- up. You can go out right now and go fuck everyone a boo right away. <laughs> we talking about win them over, make yeah. them fucking laugh and like you. You don't even like your fucking self. Yeah. How are you gonna fucking do that? What People a like, challenge! Yeah, they're like you're amazing. I'm We're like, fucking. Are we? Yeah. Am Come I? home and watch me. <laughs> Want to see the scars? I cut <laughs> <Yeah>. all day. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's yeah. a it's a very. I also say this all the time. Stand up, specifically comedy, stand up comedy is a very selfish act. It is a solo sport, and we have left family relationships jobs 100%. money on the table oh, all lots of, of money it, on the table all of it to do this very selfish act so it, it's hard to juggle normal people you know you got like oh my my wife's a nurse like how the fuck's that poor woman dealing with anything we're bringing I, you up? know how many times and you know how many comics are married to nurses and i'm like you, <laughs> is it i just made does that she up, just yeah. give you prescriptions all day because you fucked up like yeah. I, I know at least four that are married to nurses. Maybe and that's I'm the like, way to go. Caretakers. 100%. Sure, they're going to be there. But this is what I admire about you amongst a lot of things is that, like, a lot of people put all their emphasis on, I got to be a comedy store fucking paid regular. If not, it doesn't work, right? But you have a fucking giant career without this place. Not, I mean, no I'll... offense to the comedy store, but, like, because you should never put everything in one it's awesome to be here it's great but at the same time it's like first of all thank you for saying that because it's a real thing though you... it is a real thing 22 years has gone by and and it's funny because brian um simpson said to me he said does it still mean something to you and i was like fuck yeah it's a good idea to me. you I mean, know that's like a good... i had a kid when i was 41 it still okay. meant something to me but it meant something different to me so when I started doing this in my 20s, mm-hmm. I thought about my name on that wall like everybody else did. Of course. But then I wanted everyone and anyone to see it. Now, I swear to you, all I give a fuck about is if my kids and their kids see it. Because what else? When Richard Pryor died, yeah, he yeah. was the fucking corner of a fucking People magazine, the upper right corner. That's it. Wow. One of the greatest in our art form 100%. ever. 100%. And that's all he fucking gets. So in the end, I hope that my kids, my family, my friends see that out there more than somebody that's right, coming you from somewhere right. else. Like, whatever. But also, you're right. You know, and I say this to the younger comedians because there are some comedians that have told me, like, my whole goal in, in comedy is to get my name on that wall. And I said, look, it's a great goal. It's it cool. is. It's, my, it's one of my goals. Every com- it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's cool. It's an honorary thing. Um, it's a special thing. But also, not the only just doing 15 minutes, like you could have a killer motherfucking 15 minutes that wipes that room out in the main room. Yeah. But if you can't go do an hour in the Midwest and sell tickets, Ooh. you ain't shit. Selling tickets is a tough being one. Being a 15-minute comedy store comedian is not being a stand-up comedian. Right. It's a, it's a spot at the store. Like back in the day when, when television was a thing, you would, you would try. <laughs> Remember like, TV? Right. You would try to get a, a TV clean late oh, yeah. night set. Oh, yeah. Do you have a clean five, set? Five, six That's what people set. would say. Do you have a clean TV set? TV clean set. Great. <clears throat> then it was, okay, what about a, a Comedy Central clean set? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Then These aren't on. Okay. Anyway, sorry. One's red, one's green. <clears throat> I don't see nothing. Okay, then, go ahead. Then it's doing a 15-minute set now. Yeah. Getting a 15-minute set here. But, again, you got to be able to sell tickets and then go out and crush for an hour <sighs> on the fucking tickets. road. 
That's what a comedian is. A hundred percent. You could, that's there's, what a there's a lot of comedians is. that can. By the way, that's what a you're headliner right. is. You're right. There's a lot of comedians that can do 15 minutes in here, but nowhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a headliner puts asses in the seats. That's One it. time, this guy um, in Walwood, New Jersey, who was hysterical. You know when you find those club owners that are just fucking amazing? Yes. You know, and he called himself the Don. Like, hilarious. I remember this guy. You told me about this guy. He was so yeah, fucking Don, great, yeah. right? With his In Wildwood, New Jersey, in this little hole in the wall, he had a great club. And he would headline, like, Jim Norton and Jim Florentine when they were nobody, mm-hmm. you know? And so I was opening for Dom Irera, and he goes, do you want a headline? And there was these other older comics that had been around for a long time. And I said, well, I mean, yeah, I can do an hour, but I don't know if I can fill your seats. And you need to have both in my head to be a headliner. And he go, and this older gentleman goes, thank you for saying that. Because <laughs> the guy was being yeah. nice. But I was right. like, I honestly, yeah. like maybe in the, because my whole family is right here, I might, that could be my bringer headlining show right you know i could get my family to come out but nobody's you know people aren't this isn't going to be like oh eleanor's headlining because this was uh six uh, no it was like 14 years ago yeah and i'm only in it 15 years right. this is my anniversary this month i know i'm i'm late <laughs> i started late that's okay an asshole you would think i looking started at late me, I i've been in it since 27 the 1800s. i started 27 I that's was. late i was like yeah so you're right, and I um, but yeah, I've always but wanted to have my name to here. Keep, it is you keep putting your name out there, especially now with like social media and stuff like that. And I, I'm terrible at it. I know I'm terrible at it. I get that you have to do it. I have some following. I steal Dice's fans. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because if I open for him, that club will bring me back. Not the theaters don't do it as much, but if I'm working in that city. I just hit all those people back up like, hey, I'm going to do a longer set. I'm going to be at this club, you know, or they I would have the club advertise. You just saw her with Dice. You know what I mean? Like, so I'll get certain markets. I do okay, but. Well, also a thing that people ask me about, like, the okay, 22 years, right? Well, I'll silver lining. It made me a better comedian not to be passed here quickly. Yeah. Um, because what two things it made me do. It made me go to other spots and work my shit out. Work your ass so off. So that when though. I got my belly room spot or my main room spot that was produced by someone else, I was ready. And when I came in this building, brought it. I brought it so that in case anybody was watching, they saw that this guy that's not a regular consistently comes in this building and does what he's supposed to fucking do. 100%. My job. 100%. And then it makes you hustle and start building longer sets i would have maybe rested and and because also in la where you you don't get you get spoiled yeah yeah. but you also get 15 minute spots everywhere yes every fucking place so you get used to 15 until you get out to feature your first time like oh shit this is 10 more minutes 15 more almost double here okay all right and then you get the hour yeah and then it gets harder to do your 15s after a while and your 10s because you're like what what fraction of this hour am i going to take and throw up here tonight you know yeah that's what i mean like they don't they i don't see a lot of that people like i used to drive do you remember burger yeah love burger yeah. right and in the when i first started he was like hey i have this place out in baker 
And I'm like, you run a bar show in Baker? How do you even fucking know where it is, right? But that was Burger. He was a hustler. He and that's did... the world's tallest thermometer, Baker? I don't know. Out but there, there was on the a way to Vegas, across... right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he was uh, Bakersfield. Oh, Bakersfield. Not Baker. Yeah, Baker's yeah. on the way to Vegas. You're right with the thermometer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, that's not but where yeah, it was. Bakersfield, Bakersfield, Fresno, Dana Point, yes. San Diego. Back on a Tuesday. You drove the down Tuesday. On, down and <laughs> back. Tuesday, And now folks. I hear these people like, I don't want to come to Santa Monica to do your podcast. I'm like, but you'll come do a coffee house motherfucking show over here, though. Are you what? for real? Yeah, you get a lot of that shit. Like, Tony Hawk drove up to do my podcast. Amazing, From by San the way. Diego. I go, did you have some other work up here? He goes, no, I came up here to do this. I was like, I huh? love that. Let me tell you. How did you do that? That's all through Jason Ellis. Oh yeah! I, by the way, I've been seeing him a he's lot fantastic. now. Is he doing stand up? Yeah, anywhere? he's just starting, okay. starting to work on it and stuff. But like legit, going to work on it. Ha ha! And and getting into the yeah. Clubs I saw him at the really Laugh Factory. Laugh I saw factory. him b- bouncing around. I was like, yep. oh, all right, good for you, man. I told man. Josh you should do Comedy Jam and maybe just get your feet wet in this building a little bit. I brought him to do a guest spot in La Jolla when I headlined down there. Okay, okay. Um, so he's doing good, but um. I didn't deal with an agent. I didn't deal with PR Smart. or a manager. It was Tony Hawk. No, I mean on his end. Oh. Yeah. This guy's messaging me, but I don't know yet, but I'll know Monday. I'll let you know. Monday, I'll let you know. I'll be there Wednesday at this time. Boom, he's there. And I'm like, I you, I, we, I can't You're get Tony a fucking comic. Tony Hawk. Yeah. And wow. of all the people who, who've earned the right to be an asshole... It's you, and you're the nicest fucking guy, which speaks volumes about where you are 100%, and why. You know? 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. going back to, to being here, like, I love it. I, I'm pleasantly surprised. People have been, like, really yeah, welcoming. They know and, you, oh, but they and, know you for a long time. Yeah, it's, like, re- it's been really sweet and nice. I wish everybody would stop fucking introducing me as the newest paid regular because it's been jinxing me, I'm telling you. Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's like <laughs> they, they get nervous. They're like, how do I, Don't fucking how do say I make that. a big Anything. deal out Just of this? But you're right, I won't do it ever again. <laughs> did I do that to you the no, other you night? No, you didn't. You didn't. I, I like asked I... you not to, and you didn't, but you were... You yeah, were fucking with me saying you were going to. I remember, um, did, what did we, we got bumped. Who was there? I remember I came running in and you were yeah. like, yeah, bitch, we uh, got Donnell. bumped. Donnell. Donnell came in. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you, I was, was like, Donnell don't run. worry. Yeah, you, yeah, you got to yeah, run. You, bitch, <laughs> you can hang out here for a little bit. <laughs> Relax, ho. You ain't got but shit. But it feels good. It feels nice to be here. It feels good to be accepted. And it feels good that it happened now, too. And I love that Emily's the one that, that did it. Because yes. Emily and I go back 15 17 fucking years That's in this business and um it's yeah, also people it's forget nice to see she's people been climb. around yeah hell yeah like people has. are like who's you know I, i'm like what are you talking all about all the way back to the improv yes. with eric abrams booking yep. and stuff yeah forever and alex yeah i remember that yep. i loved it she she's just been busting her ass and trying you know what i mean well, like it's also nice to see the the power of booking back in a woman's hands the first time since sure. mitzi did it it's been a male sure. ever since, right? Yeah. She, so well, yeah, because see, we always had this is the weird part. We've always had talent coordinators, but they were literally just the people who took your avails. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like not created the lineups. No, and- they would write. They would Mitzi. We had these sheets of paper, and the only reason I know it is because I've done every fucking job in here. I probably I know. Have that's to why clean, I keep asking. I you, have right? to clean that window. <laughs> <I have> to- <laughs> Right when we're done, I got to spray it down and wipe it so I can see Tony clearly. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm an asshole. So I I remember going up to the um, – I had to work in, with Scott Day. He was there when I started. He was the talent coordinator. And everyone was afraid of him, like the comics, because they were like, oh, Scott, I got to get Scott on my side. He'll put a good word in with Mitzi. No 
nobody could put a good word in with Mitzi. She did whatever the fuck she wanted. She, If you went up and said, hey, this guy, blah, 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 she would be like, oh, yeah. Like, she'd be suspicious. Like, why are you saying that? And then right. she'd fuck that guy over. You know what I mean? Like, she was in her own world. She did her own thing. She watched every show. She knew what the fuck was happening. She made the lineups the way she wanted, right? So now when Tommy started doing it, oh, I was saying, like, we had these papers, everybody's name. So the comic would call in, you'd find it, check what days they were available, then you'd Xerox it and send it, either bring it to Mitzi's or she'd come in. Sometimes you'd have to bring it to her house. And then you read who, you tell her who called in. And then she'd put the papers out and she'd do the lineups for the week, the whole week. And then I'd say, hey, uh, I remember like Duncan, this happened like Duncan Trussell was a talent coordinator mm -hmm. for a little bit. Not because he wanted to be, but because, um, you remember Freddie Soto? Yep. Okay, so Freddie's wife, Corey Soto, was the talent coordinator. Okay. And he wanted to get married and he was like, no more comedy store. We're, we're getting married, you know, like we're getting. So she, we were like, okay, you can't ever go to Mitzi with a problem, only a solution. So we were like, Duncan will do it. Just nominating <laughs> him. Oh, you never even talked. Well, he was him. a phone guy. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, I guess Corey was like, dude, it'll be good job. It's easy. You just have to get because you're not really booking the club. Right. You're just wrangling the shit together just, to bring to Mitzi. You're basically her assistant, yeah. you know, and so. He did it, and then after a while, he was like, she's not taking me serious as a comic. i got to get the fuck out of here. And she loved Duncan. She did. But, like, then he took over. He did it for a while. But, like, we would be like, hey, can we – people are com – um, agents and managers would call for the um, lineups. And she'd go, don't give it to them. And I'm like, wait, why? And she's like, they're trying to steal my jams and jellies. I'm like, okay, crazy <laughs> <laughs> But that was her thing. Yeah. She was like, this is my club. Don't cross the... If I invite industry, fine. But I control it. She was very... Like, she wanted them to see who she liked. And it was never the mainstream... I love person. that. It's crazy. But it worked. It you worked. You know what I mean? It was her... It didn't just work. It was a juggernaut. Yeah. Wow. That's a great word. <laughs> juggernaut. It, look at the names on that wall. Oh, yeah. There. It's insane. What and they've all gone them. on to do... Yeah. I mean, Leno, Letterman, Murphy, Pryor, Carlin, Jesus Crazy. Christ. Crazy. The, if you just did Car those alone. Carlin, I think, was already. Uh, was he? He and wasn't he was, a. Uh, he, I don't think he was a here guy when he took off. I'm not sure. I got to think about that. I mean, I got to. Yeah, because Carlin came back years later. I think he was like, yeah, I don't want to get New York, 15 maybe he went to minute New York, spot. But, you know, yeah. I don't give a shit about that. I, I'm, I'm looking for something bigger. You know what I mean? Because he came back and did, um, I think it was like a week. Because we had one time we had Jackie Mason for 12 nights. Wow. So fucking great. Wow. Packed. Every Jew in I'll Beverly bet. Hills. <laughs> I'll bet. Just this triangle right here. Everyone. <laughs> I'll have a tea. Go fuck yourself. All right? Uh, uh, jam. Uh, and we had... With with the fire marshal, I think it's three eighty nine in the main, main room. room. I think that's with the fire marshal. We had four oh five. I could even be going way too high, but we had four oh five definitely in that room because they clicked it and the fire marshal showed up and we were like, "Hi, like want a drink?" They're like, "No, we're here because you know." My pants, I couldn't get through 
we it, they was kept getting tight. caught on tables and i had rips on the side of my pants it was fucking amazing and then george carlin did seven nights and we, oh. were, we were freaking out we were like what oh my year god was that that's a good question he had just had his i think second heart attack or first heart he had the triple bypass mm -hmm. like he had his surgery and he but he it was one of his last specials he was working on and he did it for seven nights here and we were every night i'd be An backstage hour every night in the every main night room. in the main room wow fucking uh, incredible uh, it was the 90s maybe late 90s because me and lauren were here i hope i wasn't in la when that happened <laughs> what what do you mean like I you didn't come? i'm just devastated that i would have <laughs> missed that i got to see carlin in baltimore but okay we had the smothers brothers which was weird at one um, time it was a big deal but they came back years later. Mm -hmm. I didn't know all their history, so that was weird. But they were here for a t period of time and then left and then came back. But, like, Mitzi opened that main room. So also, that Letterman was like a weatherman in Indiana <sighs> that came here. Yeah. And then she gave him a chance. You <laughs> yes, know? she did. She gave him a fucking She gave chance. him everything. Yeah. <laughs> Way to stay loyal, buddy. Uh, anyway, no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, I'm not. But, yes. <laughs> I'm team Mitzi. I know. I'm biased. But I'm just saying, like, we had um, Richard Pryor did a year. A year. And he was doing every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For and a he, year he did yeah, that? Yeah. He was wow. very sick. And so this was the late 90s. And um, his health was declining, obviously. And... It got to the point where he was like, I'm only going to do Wednesdays. And I would sit in the manager's office with him and be like, oh, my God, it's Richard Pryor. <laughs> yeah. Like an idiot, you know. And I'm not a comic, <coughs> but I still know what's up. It's Richard fucking Pryor, right? Of course, Pryor, it's Richard right? Pryor. Movie star, comedian, Everything. all of it. And they would play his albums in the basement. We would get in trouble. You know, my brothers are animals. You know, all that shit. And, uh... <laughs> And so we, whatever, so Richard, it got to the point where the door guy, Chewy, our big door guy, would carry him on nah. stage. Would he sit on stage? He Is would that... sit on stage. And his ex-wife, Jennifer, I think she was his fourth and seventh wife. Yeah, that's right. Shout out to Jen. And she she was like, uh, Richard asked me for a martini. And I went, he called it a toonie. So I went in the back. I go, yeah, he wants a martini. And his wife came, don't you give him that give him water and i'm like that's richard Pryor, bitch and she was like give him water and i was like fine water. so i gave him water because that's how we say it and it was like this big water i give it to him and he drank it he goes on stage and i don't i was, I was ducked down because mitzi would never allow you to stand you know we, and i'm tall so i'm I'm hunched, right? I have scoliosis because of this fucking place. So I'm down like this. I'm putting a drink down. Richard goes, see that waitress? And I was just like, me? I, and I looked to see if my other friend, Jim, who was waiting tables with me, I was like, um, yeah. He goes, that she gave me water, bitch. <laughs> nah, dude. I was like, oh, my God. I could die. <laughs> I could die now because Richard Pryor <laughs> Seriously. called me a bitch. Yeah. I was so happy. And <laughs> And mad because Mitzi was like, what's he talking about? And I'm like, I don't know. Fucking Jennifer. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I, he called me out. He knew it was water. I love that he still had the fucking. He knew. He, um, I don't remember which award it was, but it was like a, an image award he was receiving. And he was really sick at the time. And his, his daughter would hold his sleeve to, as a wave. She would just hold it. And just, Rain? 
sort of. Yeah. I'm not sure which daughter okay. and wave his arm to acknowledge it or whatever. And then they wheeled him out on the oh, stage. Oh, oh, this is late. So yeah, Very it's not late. rain. Rain's older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's got a blanket over his legs, or whatever. And he's skinny. And then he, they give him this award, and he, he takes it. And you just see it drop a little bit. And he wheels right up, and he goes, <laughs> "Fucking Richard Pryor." <laughs> once he goat. gets, in, once he saw this, he goes, "That was it." I'd like to thank y'all for giving me this heavy ass award. <laughs> He was so sick, he couldn't hold shit like a trophy. Was <laughs> and it dropped like that. He goes, I'd like to thank y'all for giving me this heavy ass award. And I so laughed so hard. I'm like, this motherfucker is still the king. Still dude. the best. Because once he saw that he microphone, died. that was yeah, his life. He's dying, and there it is. He's still hitting him with it, man. That Do shit had me howling. Like, uh, I'll listen to whatever you gotta fucking if he, say. If he was still here, that would be amazing. But if he what would you put him on your pot? Like, would oh, you beg? Like, that's I, a bucket like, list guest. Right. Can you imagine? Beg. That was a big. Like, the only thing I, I I was upset I never got to do was get Paul Mooney to do the Comedy Store podcast. That would have been a great one for Cause sure. Because he, he was such a Comedy Store oh, guy. No you know doubt, what I mean? Yeah. And he was Pryor's guy. Yeah, he was his guy. It would have That would have been the. To me, the closest thing. I mean, think about the 80s just on the Sunset Strip. You've got the comics at the comedy store. you got all the hair metal bands, Motley Crue and Van Halen running up. <laughs> what a time it was probably from like 78 to 84 on this fucking Sunset Strip. Uh, Dice used to hang out with Guns N' Roses in yeah, Ralph's parking nuts. lot. <laughs> Like, yeah, I know. And then they, they were like, hey, you want to open for us at the Rose Bowl? He's like, I don't see why not. That's 100,000 people. Yeah, oh, my God. Nuts. And so he did. He opened the Rose Bowl. I mean, that's fucking insane. But, yeah, they were just hanging out. Can you imagine if we had podcasts back then? Everybody been canceled. There'd be, there'd be Hold nothing. on a second. This place this place be a parking <laughs> you think lot. they can hear that? You think they could hear that on this? <laughs> this place wouldn't even be here. <laughs> <laughs> no comedy runs Everybody's in handcuffs. Yeah, for real. Everybody's gone. Even the owner, what's wrong? Like, what's what's wrong? a big deal? <laughs> <laughs> We're just getting high and going swimming. But the Jesus. legends that have been here. Um, Raylan Nelson, Willie's granddaughter, came and did my podcast and then came to see me do a show here. And she oh, hung cool. out. She started telling us the story that Willie told her. She calls him Papa Willie about having his tour bus here one night and was with Richard Pryor and like Burt Reynolds or whatever. And as we're telling him, Simone's like, come here, that picture's right over here. And then we yes. go to see the picture, but it was missing. So he went online. It's missing off the wall. Like it's gone. Somebody so, stole it? I don't know. He said they were hanging shit up. So maybe they were replaced. I don't know, but it's missing. And then he went online. And he goes, this is the one that was hanging there. She's like, that's the fucking picture. So then we start Googling, and there's other photos of, like, Willie Nelson or Burt Reynolds and Sally wow. Field and Richard Pryor. Like, look at this shit. Yeah, the yeah, history that's been through here. This was, like, I mean, not this place, but, I mean, West Hollywood, the mm -hmm. Mecca was everybody was hanging out. You go to the Rainbow Room, all that shit. You got the Roxy, the Whiskey, everybody right here on this fucking little fucking stretch. insane. It insane. would have been wild. Yeah. <laughs> you could have walked out front and seen any who's who comic and band or whatever just standing yeah. out there. It's nuts. I feel like it was it was feeling like that BC before Corona here. No doubt. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you I mean, I always had weird moments on waiting tables and I remember one night I was waiting tables in the original room and I was like, you know, by the window here. Now they cover it. It was never covered yeah. before. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, so if you had to perform at seven, you were like, is that the sun? Am I getting <laughs> yeah, skin that's cancer? What that's what I'm talking about when I would do <laughs> the fucking. the light or the sun? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I... The sun's up right now. Like, come on, man. Guys, I, I usually perform when that goes down. Um, You know, but so so I remember I was 
waiting tables by that window and I'm bringing drinks and I'm not paying attention. I'm just trying to make money. I see all my fucking waitresses out there and I was like, you fucking whores. As I'm putting the drinks, I'm going to fuck you up. And I'm, so I put all the drinks down. I come out and go, what are you doing? They're like, oh my God, do you know who that is? I'm like, no, that's Keanu Reeves. I'm like, get, get in your section. <laughs> get in your it? section. <laughs> is it? <laughs> get them out of here so I can have my one-on-one on one with Keanu. Sec- <laughs> Keanu, can I get you anything else, honey? Like just uh, Stevie Wonder. I mean, Chevy Chase would this come see Richard Pryor all yeah. the time <coughs> when he was doing that, um, <coughs> like, Excuse hour. Mm-hmm. When, he, when he would come do those Wednesdays. And he's Kaylee's dad, Chevy Oh, Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sh- I sent her a picture. It's me and the – Mitzi only trusted these three waitresses. It was me and this girl, Jen, and this other girl, Lauren. So we got to take a picture with Chevy Chase. Young Eleanor, very funny to look at. Yeah. <laughs> You sent it to her. I sent it to Kaylee. Yeah. She's like, "Oh my god!" I go, "Yeah, yeah." I wasn't always as elderly. I guess <laughs> elderly people see me as Benjamin Buttons. Like I was just born that way, and I just stayed it. <laughs> I never got the young part. I just stayed old. But like, uh, okay, so your first podcast, mm-hmm. what the fuck was the name of it again? The Why crab can't? feast? Because in my, I, I was gonna say you crabs. You got crabs. Uh, but the honeydew too is my favorite. But the crab feast. How did you guys come up with that? Like. Well, that goes back even before Larson. So Matt Fulcheron and I had started. Oh, full crab charge. Feast. Yep, okay. full charge. And then is he a Maryland boy? He is. Uh, that makes but more sense. But then he moved to New York, and this was before call-ins or any of that shit. So we had had a small following, and okay. he's like, "Don't kill it. Just keep that fucking thing going." So I did, and I brought in Larson because I just knew he was a natural storyteller. And you oh, know, yeah. Jay's whole thing was, I want to do my own. I go, I know you do. I know you do. But do me a favor. Why don't you get your feet under you before you bounce off and go do your own and sit here and help me out week after week and just fill in. And yeah. We'll see. And I knew he wasn't going to leave. How long did you guys do it for? We did it for seven and a half years. What? Yeah. So I say all the time, if you listen to two episodes a week, it's going to take you over three years to get through that library. Damn. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, that was a fun one. And I'm you were proud like, of that. It was good. Hey, that was we, just a generic storytelling show. So you would come in with like, you know, I got this story about a crazy wedding I went to. I had a near-death right. experience, a, a ghost story. It was just generic. But you also, you also when you said like, hey, send me, I don't know, five stories, whatever it was. Just and the, so yep. you're just like, oh, let me think. And then you send them. But while you're sending them, this is what I admired about it, I was like, oh, I have what about this and this and this? I'm like, wait, I'm not going to send this motherfucker a text like that. So I started writing mm-hmm. from your, you know, you making me do that just at one time. I, I think I did it twice, it. but yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Just one line. Like, don't go in, because I don't want to, I'm not a good actor anyway, and I don't want to know what your story is. No, but, no, no, but I'm saying like, then I write that story right. out like, oh, this shit happened. And then I forgot turn it about stand up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't done that part yet. You got all that material sitting right there, yeah, or I a can't. book. I mean, you have so many fucking stories. Yeah, you're, I can't. the lion. You're one of the most I mean, the loved tiger guests. Is, uh, the tiger is out. I'm sorry. By the way, I, where out. was I the other night? I was talking to this chick from Philly, and she said Charlie. I go, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! You say Charlie <laughs> like Eleanor Carrington. Charlie, like, it's Charlie. That's my brother Charlie. I um, can't never say it wrong. I spell it in my phone like that. He's like, you spell my name wrong. I'm like it's Charlie. <laughs> but the honeydew is specific to like for me. I wanted sort of like 
the crab feast to have a baby. You know what I mean? So yeah. I love the storytelling aspect of it. Okay. Of everyone. But also, I got so sick of watching everyone's highlight reels on fucking Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, it's, that's not your real life. It's a highlight reel of your life. You're showing oh, me, yes. here's my great meal. And here's my, you're not showing me your addiction. Right. You're not showing me the abuse. Pull up your you're sleeves, not, bitch. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is the person behind all this fucking 30-second right. bullshit video you just put up? You yeah. Know? So I call it highlighting the lowlights, and I want to talk oh. about your trauma and your bullshit yeah. and laugh about that and celebrate those moments instead of the easy moments. That's moments. that's where you find out or who somebody really is. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, you learn way more from losing than you'll ever learn from winning. 100%. And, you know, you find out who someone really is when, when shit's not going. Anybody can be cool when it's going great, but who are you oh, when yeah. it's, the shit hits the fan? You and know? everybody's around you when the shit's like, great. Like, did you cry when you got arrested? Because that's who the fuck you really are. I you ain't know. just like, bah, 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 and then they're coming up and you're crying. I was like, you go know? fuck yourself. <laughs> that's who you really are. We're talking are. about practice, bitch. All the, all the people are getting shoved in the car. Like, oh, my mom's going to kill me like this little fucking bitch right here <laughs> you know what's crazy I, oh I, he's telling all us that's the guy we were like this motherfucker's oh, about to rat right. us all out over here he's crying uh -oh. Oh, we just shit. lost it with that one <laughs> if we had text messages we'd be like hey put a hit out on shut that motherfucker up right quick. Now. shut the fuck up yeah i i agree that's great because i remember like the first time i got this there was this cop in my neighborhood that i swear she sought after kerrigan's she weighed it she, she probably did. My brother Charlie. She, it, we hate her. Her name. I want to say her fucking whole name. I hate her. So she's probably dead now. Who cares? But she. Um, so she put me in handcuffs. She throws me in the back of a car, and my friend, who's now a police officer, a policewoman, whatever you want to call it. Can you say officer? Yeah, yeah officer's officer. So uh, now she's a policewoman in Philadelphia. She was kicking the door, going, "Get, get her the fuck out of there!" <laughs> You can't fucking lock her up, straight, right? I'll fucking kill you, punching the thing. And so she lived close to where we were. And as I was, like, pleading my case, she ran to get her mom, and her mom got me out of it. But my thing is, like, I'm like, Fran, where's your sergeant? Because I want to tell him about you kicking the police yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, as we were talking, I'm breaking her balls on passion. You remember when you robbed that thing? <laughs> Fucking terrible yeah. things she did and her partner's going you're kidding me and i'm like oh this bitch she shouldn't have this uniform i gotta That's be honest bad. Not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> don't touch that badge i'll burn your ass <laughs> she's like i don't know i don't know why she talks real fast so anybody that gets arrested by her my apologies because she'll be like oh, i don't know what you did but it goes so fast you're like is she real is she a fucking robot so her, but his, her partner was dying. He's like, please tell me more. I go, give me your number. I'll text it to you. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, so yeah, I love the idea of finding out what they're, what you're like in tragedy. It's the story behind the storytellers. That's what because I say of, all the time. You've had some tragedy. Yeah. And fortunately I've been okay in those moments. Like it's afterwards I'm a shit show and it all breaks down, but it all slow. How? It's been slow motion. And well, I mean. Like, we found my father dead in his bed. Right. So it was 
911. It was check his pulse. It was do all these things that you're supposed to do instead like of just freak out. Like you're the guy. You yeah. rise up to be the then man. Then my grandmother dropped dead in front of me. So I told I had 911 on the phone and I was a lifeguard. So I told my brother, who's at the top of the steps with her, just staring and panicking, get the fuck down here, get on this phone. And I went up and I started administering <gasps> CPR and mouth to mouth and all that on my grandmother. Okay. And then after the fucking paramedics leave and stuff. Then you fall apart. Then I, I put the house back together. Then they called me and told me she didn't make it. And then I crawled up to the top of the steps and I saw her teeth because she had fallen and busted right. her face. And I started picking her teeth out of the carpet. And that's when I fucking lost it. And then I was good I for am. a minute until I vacuumed her home and I heard teeth rattle around. I'll fucking old kill vacuum, you right And now. I fucking was like, I'm not Stop okay. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Grandma. No, that's not good. I can't. And it's going around. Oh, it's crazy. You know how you can see through it now? Yeah. <laughs> it just goes. No, this tank guy oh, was an old, old Hoover with the bag on the, the back. Bag, you can but, see it. But you can hear it. Yeah, a Dyson. <laughs> like a Tic Tac just stuck in there kicking around. You know? <laughs> More like a chiclet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Oh, like a big square. Like a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Is that the last of her? Oh, my God, Brian. Brian, why would you make me say that? It's the truth, though. That's what really happens. That's, That's what... so fucking crazy. Were they real teeth? Like, yeah, they were. Fake. Well, she had okay. a partial plate back here, but these <laughs> motherfuckers were real. <laughs> these were some real ones. I like that you left them. <laughs> I don't know what else to do about it. <laughs> exactly. I've cried so much. Exactly. Listen, it's not like I haven't put my time in on the cry side, okay? I, I banked the cry side. But at this point now... I mean, yeah. really? Am I still gonna keep crying about it? You know what am See, I? See, I do? don't know if I, I. I think I waver on how I would act. I will say this: I'm not cold-hearted. I'm not over it. I'm not done. I um, it was right. It was the thanks. It was the Christmas before the pandemic. Okay. I go into Ralph's. My grandmother's name was Carmela, and I originally Great was gonna name. name my daughter. Thank you, Stella is her name. Carmela. Okay. Uh, but one of my um, daughter's mother's friends made fun of it. And then my daughter's mother's like, nah, I don't want to name her that. I'm like, because one friend who still P.S. doesn't have fucking kids now in her mid-40s, late-40s, wants fucking. I don't know why you got to say it to my face. Why you got to fucking. <laughs> but if I would like, it's Eleanor. She's changing her name. She didn't I don't kids. carry the full term. Bitch is barren. She'd fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Trump's kid. Fucking <laughs> barren, barren, bitch. like that. <laughs> anyway. I named my company Stella Carmella to keep oh, the name. Okay. 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 And uh I'm in this grocery store at Ralph's and I'm just I asked this lady for some cold cuts and shit and I go, I go, I'm gonna be right back. And she's an Italian lady. She goes, Stay right here. Talk to me. And we start talking and you know, I'm telling her about my Italian relatives and how I didn't know that, you know, everyone in my family was Italian. So no matter what house we bounced to during the holidays. Because okay. my my Father's dad is like German, Dutch, Welsh, mutt. Everyone else is DeMemo, DeVito, Kumbadi, everybody. Now but he's the fucking sick. Okay. <laughs> so every house we're bouncing to. On my mom's side, too, she's 100%. My dad's mom is 100%. His dad was the European mutt. Got it. But um, everywhere I go, it's Italian, Italian, Italian. So yeah. when I start dating girls in high school and stuff, and now my dad's dead, everybody's gone, I'm going over, and I, I say all the time, like, this one lady – my girlfriend at the time, Mrs. Pagels, uh, her mom lit this fucking cake on fire. That's amazing. And I was like, what fucking God do you all worship over here? Like, where the fuck's the ziti? You know what I mean? Where's the lasagna? And they're like, what are you talking no about? No fucking baked ziti? That's when I, it dawned on me, like, 
oh, we have all the traditional plus all this shit. Ah. You know, so um, that was the Italian side. Of so who's why'd they set the cake on fire? It was some rum was that, shit she was it poured my on. They were party? British. Oh, it was okay. like a, oh. a the British. They they fuck shit up. I don't like, know why on, people are talking to the that? British. <laughs> You're gonna eat that, huh? Like shit with on fire. You're good with that. Okay, that's like that is weird. I like it. Yes, yes. He's giving us the fifty. Oh, because I gotta get my, my yeah, spot. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But um, but to me, like, okay, so now you have the honeydew, and that's doing, if not bigger than the crab feast. I mean, way bigger. Yeah, yeah thank but God. that's you built that. That's I amazing. Did. You I built- mean, what, listen. With the help of Tom Segura, Christina Pajitsky, everybody at YMH. Yes. You know, and Rogan, of course, helping out. And, yeah. And Bert and all these guys pitching in. And, and just also naturally, like, there's everyone's been so supportive. They're just out there on their own podcast talking about it. And they don't tag me or tell me. Someone's like, yo, they're fucking talking about how good of an interview you are. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And, like, to hear that my name's mentioned among these people in these rooms blows me away. So yeah. I'm very, very grateful and but yeah, I, I've been fortunate enough to build it. And once the pandemic hit and I had to homeschool, I couldn't get out to the valley where Tom's studio was. And I was like, I can't fucking do that. So he yeah. was like, you're not you're not going to get sponsors anymore. We're not going to make enough money. You're not going to make enough money taking the percentage you're taking. Stand up's gone. For right. Yeah. You have no for the foreseeable future at that time. Well, we don't know absolutely. how long you've got to go do this on your own so that you can take the lion's share of that money. Or else you're not going to make enough money. Yeah. And, and he was 100% right. That's and amazing. so he pushed me, but he helped me. He gave me equipment. He had helped with his producers, like all of it. So yeah. I have that whole family of people to thank yeah. over there. You know, And the thing I love, too, I tell Tom, like, this is my family business. It's not a brick or mortar or right. brick and mortar. It's not that. Right. It's this is my family business. And for Tom and Christina, that's a fa- that's a 2022 family business they have 100%. over there. 100%. All of us. And they are killing it. Sigour is another one I always use as an example because I vaguely remember him showcasing here. I don't think he was a regular until no, his name was. got big, right? No, no, until no. Yeah, he got, he's yeah. no offense, but he's part of the credit store. Not that I, I What's love that Tom. Mean? I tease Tom. I I mean not Tom. I tease Adam about um there was people that he brought in that should have been here, just never were. Got it. So, because they have a lot of credits. You know what I mean? Sure. Like David Spade. Right. He was never a comedy star comic. Just is Adam's friend. Right. Adam's the town coordinator. He holds the keys to the kingdom. Smart move. But also, he should be. 100%. Yeah. Hard, yeah. Smart move. Right. Can I break Adam's balls? Absolutely. Yes. But, you know, we tease him. I see we change it so to the that's credit. what you call it. The Tom <laughs> Segura is a draw. Yeah. He's a huge draw. Huge. That's a great man to yes. get on your. But here's the thing: he showcased, I think maybe once or twice. I remember him at Potluck, and then um, I never saw him again. I just when I heard the name, I'm like, that's a unique name. So I was like, oh, that guy. Oh yeah, I remember him. And then, but he didn't get in. So did he stay here and dwell on it? The that, fuck if he did. No. Is he one of the first people to have a Netflix fucking special that just did amazing numbers? Absolutely. Because when somebody doesn't fuck with you, you find who fucks with you. That's right. But also, it's not bitter, blah, blah. Just go off. 100%. I still worked here over all these years. They weren't saying you can't work here. That's right. You're just not a regular. You don't do OR spots. And so you put your time in and do it. Okay. There's millions of other spots. That time will happen. It'll come. Yeah. And look, in 22 years, like... 
some people aren't even here anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. a fucking crazy yeah. thing yeah. to be. I thought about this. Like, my dad died at 42. I didn't start getting any sort of success. Yeah. Until after 42. And I thought, oh, my God, I could have died and missed even this five fucking years. It's right. been great. Except for the pandemic. I've never had success. But I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like to pretend I do and um you know it's exciting. But th- th- like doing this, I remember like during the pandemic, you're right. You're like, "Fuck, how do I make money?" Tom right. letting you do that. That's Thank God. Cuz there was no You that's think a fucking it, man, by the way. It is. But also can, and a friend, a real fucking a real friend, friend and a great business mind. Yeah. But also it, it's now it's easy to think about, but unfathomable to think about if I told you, hey, stand-up's not going to even be a thing. Where? At the comedy store? No. Anywhere. At all. Yeah. For a year and a half. At all. And you're like, huh? The one thing I have devoted my entire fucking life. Here's the thing I've I got good. every relationship. Guess what I'm good at? <laughs> The thing try, we can't try do anymore. explaining that to like when you're trying to get unemployment. They're like, "Well, what do you do? Here's the thing. Where are you from? What do you, you do? You got a quick five? I'm gonna run this by you. Bro. I, I got a tight double. five. I need to do for you. So speaking I can of which, get I think I gotta get my ass up. Yeah, there. we're gonna get you up there. So wait, uh, this I is a question so we've bad. been asking too. Can I pee first. No, is there gonna, a you're gonna see this one right, second. Okay. You're not gonna get a UTI. All right. If there wasn't stand up. Other than your podcast, what would you do? I'd be working at UPS still. Shout out to UPS Baltimore Hub Primary One Joe Avenue. I'd be a supervisor at this point. Like I'd be a big wig. I was already By a supervisor way, in my twenties. I could see you in the brown. <laughs> I was. I was good at it. Fuck yeah, that's pretty killer. All right, go pee. I, I love, love you. you. Well, anything to promote other than listen the to the honeydew. Come see me on tour. Tickets available at RyanSickler.com. I'm all over the place. By the way, I'm pretending like we have as many followers as he does. Uh, but I will continue to pay. You guys want to watch him pee because I can take the camera up there. The, guys, do not forget, check out Rick Ingram's album. Um, it's American Bully. It's already number one. It's fucking Rick's the best. He's not here tonight because he has kids and they're needy little fuckers. So, um, but yes, check out the Comedy Store podcast. Come to the Comedy Store. I'm fixing my website tomorrow, so I'll have all my dates up on my website. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Ryan Sickler, the best. Went up to piss. All right. Thank you, guys. Guys, Comedy Store podcast is back. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Please leave us your negative and positive comments, mostly negative. You can follow me at Rick Ingram. I only <laughs> accept positivity in my life. <laughs> The new Rick is here and EJ Kerrigan still with the negativity, but like and subscribe.